My name is Izuku Midoriya, and I've always dreamed of being a hero. So I enrolled in the prestigious UA High School. My friends and I are working hard toward a shared goal, facing every challenge that comes our way, and saving people with a smile. We're training to become the world's greatest heroes. That's right. This is My Hero Academia. My check, one, two, one, two. My sweet waifu. Is that you? Mic check, mic check, mic check, waifu, waifu, tell, is that you? Ah, uh, Polo. What's up there, boy? What's going on, bro? bro? How you feeling? Oh my God, overwhelmed in the best way possible. Okay, hey. so we have a very large show for you today. As you can see, we started this show a little bit different. This show is going to be stacked full of, uh, full of animated discuss over for the summer, including My Hero Academia our review of Astro Lost in Space, and so, so much more. But before we do that, I would like to thank our Patreon producers, Chris Goodywin, Monique Williams, and Connor. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show at the producer tier. It means so much to us that you guys support us at that level of support. Also, the show is brought to you by Lou Complex. Go to lewcomplex.com and get stuff like this hentai hoodie that I'm currently wearing on our video version of the podcast, and so much more. Use the offer code WAIFU to save on your entire cart. And also, one more thing. There's just one more thing before we get cracking. Mike Check WAIFU WAIFU has a shop. It has a shop. You can get our girl Sarah that's uh, over next to Tell there on a hoodie or a t-shirt. And you can get some original designs from our boy, Mr. King Teliano over there on the shop. More to come soon. But let's get this thing started. Okay, so a very large show for you today. We're going to save my hero for the second half of the episode. But for the first half, I want to do some recommendations to give to our audience on this summer season so far. Okay. Okay. So first and foremost, let's start off with uh, some summer shows you want to recommend to our lovely people. Me, I'm going to strongly recommend people go watch Assassin's Pride. That one's pretty fire. You watched that one yet? Oh, yeah. I watched that first episode. Right yeah. That. Yeah. So good, dude. So good. It it was definitely different than what I thought it was going to be, but it turned out better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> like, way better. So, I mean, you you want to go into a full ex- explanation on this one? Yeah, let's, uh, let's go a little bit into it. Just a little bit. So, um, we start off Assassin's Pride on some fire. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Like, I was like, okay, this is what I want to see. Um, our, our main character, Kuyo, what's this? Uh, Kufu? Kufa Vampire. Yeah, Kufa Vampire is his name. Yeah. With a sword. Comes in into the room with a sword. Full kitty toes. Yeah, right. You said what? <laughs> I said you went full, full kitty toe. <laughs> you're right, though. You're right. Come into the room. Uh, swords drawn, boom, cutting people like from left kidney to the top of their shoulder blades, mm. um, making it look mad clean. Um, and he gets into a fight with another guy who's in the room, mm-hmm. like completely wrapped in bandages and whatnot like that. And 
I'm just like, okay, we we already got some conflict starting off the bat. You know, right. they didn't even they didn't even wait for this. They just straight up was like, okay, we got this. Right. Um, after you know the conflict kind of resolves, our guy who's wrapped in um like bandages, almost like a, a black mummy dude, you know, essentially jumps out the window. We see he's got like his bandages all over the place. They're basically like steel. They right. stopping the sword from cutting through. Mm-hmm. And another guy comes into the room and he says, it looks like he's about as strong as you were. Yep. And we're like, okay, so is that saying like our dude is like top notch strong? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Not yet. But soon, but, we, soon we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but soon after that, we let's, get to see. Let's, let's, okay. Let's leave, get, it, leave it. You don't want to talk too much? No, yeah. Let's not go too much into it. I do want to talk about this, this straight premise though. This premise is of this assassin person who basically becomes the instructor of a girl who's a part of a very prestigious family who may not actually be a part of that prestigious family because her father was a cheater. Now, the reason why I wanted to get like just into that premise is because the the concept behind it, like during this episode, we figure out that this guy is like, yo, I got to. So this girl is not. A part of this family like she's supposed to be yeah so melita angel yeah melita angel isn't a part of this family like she's supposed to be she's a she's basically a, a bastard child um from you know a fling that her father has had uh, and, and she doesn't have like this magic power that they have in this world like they they call him mana of course and she doesn't mm-hmm. have access to it so he's basically saying like look this girl is so pitiful it's so sad and unfortunately because she's not a part of this family i gotta kill her so he goes to basically kill her find out she's not in her room and she's basically getting chased by some low-level monsters that her father basically sends to her to try to awaken her mana powers called anonanthropes yeah those it it isn't working she's not awakening but our assassin person follows her and notice that she's not giving up on trying to awaken her power she's not calling help because that would mean that she would have to admit that she doesn't have this power and that's just not a good look for her. So he realized that, I guess that, that driving her and he basically saves her. And this is the part that, that really intrigued me the most. He basically like, is this, is this a form of marriage or something? I don't know what it was, but he gives her this potion that she takes and basically cause her to, to drown. And that's the end of the episode. That's where he leave us. Like, bro. This show is going to be fire. Yeah. So obviously the, the drowning was like a, a metaphor. Yeah. Metaphor. But, um, or is, yeah, like what she's going like, through. If anything, she probably drowned in like the mana. Yeah. You know, she had never experienced it before. And now she just gets steeped and dumped into this, this pool of like power. And I power. Guess. Yeah. Um, he said it could but, kill you too, to her. Yeah. And what, what I thought was interesting though, was what he said at the end is that like don't make me have to kill you yeah because basically if you mess this up we're both going to get an instant death and i'm like yeah. so at the beginning we, we kind of get this feeling that our dude is like super powerful mm-hmm. but clearly there's people like above him that he's worried about of when course. it comes to getting wiped out and that's and they all they established this in the 23 minutes this is one of the one of the best shows i think this summer so far to establish a world without it feeling overwhelmed or rushed. You know what I'm saying? Like, so good. So uh, Assassin's Pride is definitely probably going to... So... Uh, one I'm looking forward you, to more of. Let me tell you one thing about this show that uh, 
made me kind of gave me goosebumps. What was is that? that? When we ended Demon Slayer, right? Mm-hmm. We ended Demon Slayer on a train. Oh yeah, we start Assassin's Pride on the train, and I'm like, they they ushered this in. It, it's this time. <laughs> this might be the sleeper. That's crazy. I didn't even think if, about that. But did you notice the sleeper? Did you notice that it looked like a uh, like when they zoomed out? It looked like a one of those little chandelier. Yeah, it was a chandelier, but it looked like one of those little playhouses. Like not not play playhouse, like a play mm-hmm. town. Like yeah, my mother yeah. used to have these little Christmas figures that she used to put out every Christmas, and it used to be like so, a little town and stuff. Did that? My my speculation was that the like how they kind of pre- pre- preface the world, yeah. Was that, uh, most of the world is already corrupted and destroyed, and they can only live in this kind of like area because the world like, has been like completely taken over by darkness or something like that. But like, what if? Like the world is just in somebody's living room, <laughs> and, and it's like it's like it doesn't even matter. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what it that's what it looked like. But did you notice how good the animation looked though? Oh yeah, like the uh, the uh, the art from um, CG to real. Definitely, it's another one of those, man. It's a good one. Another it's one of those. One. What is def- this? This this is by EMT Squad though, or Squared EMT Squared EMT Squared. It's it's gonna be a good one. So look forward to that. If you're if you haven't seen it yet, go watch Assassin's Pride. It's on Crunchyroll. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. Really, 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 oh, yeah. really good. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> one did I uh one did I watch that uh has me so excited, pun intended, is uh Val X Love. Okay. Now so- I want to start this one. And the only reason I stopped is because I didn't have enough time. <laughs> okay. But oh, to me, like just the very few, like the first like five minutes looked like, oh yeah, I want to watch this. So okay. I have a feeling this is going to be good. I just, I just didn't get a chance to like really break into it. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're going to like it. I'm going to be honest. You really? You don't think so? For you? I don't know, man. I don't know. You just make sure you, you, you know, Apollo is away. Oh, um, um, Monique, oh, Monique is away. Hey, it's, one it's, it's one of them. Hmm. <laughs> it's one of them. It's one of them. It's a, it's a harem etchy comedy. Okay. Okay. All right. But the comedy is, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, a little, a little darker human, but it's basically, it's about this guy who's literally hulking, just a big dude, just a naturally big dude. His okay. face. Is looks devilish. Akuma is what they call him because his name is like Akaski or some shit like that. But they call yeah. him Akuma because he looks like a demon. But his face is just naturally looks evil, kind of like Shinra and Fire Force. But he looks way more meaner. And they like depict him. I'm sorry, excuse me. And when he's like looking normal, they depict him to be like this this horrible looking demon guy. But he's really just a big softy that just happens to have a face like this and who's just a, a big dude but the people in the school his high school in the city is absolutely terrified of this guy okay it, the episode starts off like that establishing who that person is and then these girls in this class who, who's like super popular and super cute and, and they they get along with everybody and stuff like that and he basically like he, he basically talks to one of them and like the class freaks the hell out because it's like I said, he's like a demon to them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fast forward. They do a flashback to establish this world. This one does a good job of doing it too. 
they do a flashback and they show that this guy was visited basically by Odin, <clears throat> the, the god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he I said, mean. he said that, okay, I want, I feel like you are the one that can be the hero to save this world. Okay. I'm going to give you nine swords to basically wield and save this world from this actual Akuma threat because demons are actually coming like is awakening in this world. And like the only person that can stop him is the person that can wield these nine swords. These nine swords just so happen to be these women. <laughs> All like the girl, like the, uh, one of the most popular girls in high school, the class president, just a bunch of different, just waifus everywhere, brother. Waifus everywhere. Now, I, I see. fast forward again. He lives alone or he did live alone before Odin gave him these swords. Now he lives with these nine girls. <clears throat> His fault. Fo- he has a phobia of people. He cannot be around people. That's why he like because of his face and stuff like that. People would be terrified of him. So he didn't want to like, you know, frighten people. So now he's scared to be around people. So he has this like nervous, nervous edge to him. But the show then starts. He fast forward. I'm not going to give you the details. Just watch the show. But he has to take one of the swords to the store and one of the goals is to like hold hands and walk to the store together. This is where we learned that the only way for the swords to level up is for them to fall in love with him. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. That's why I said you probably won't like it. But is the action like there? Kind of. I mean, okay. the first episode was kind of just a bunch of chill. It's yeah, pretty chill. Kind of. When he takes her to the store, one of the Akuma demons that were actually terrorizing um, this neighborhood shows up and he saves her. Okay, he saves the girl by, you know, sacrificing himself from like a building that gets destroyed. And she she's like, oh, my God, he saved me. You're such a nice guy. (sighs) She then says, "Okay, I can do this since you saved me. Let me save you. She then basically takes off her clothes grab his hand, places his hand on her boob, makes him massage her boob, kisses him. And then she turns into this super powerful sword lady chick that is incredible. And she fucking destroys this demon. Like, so like, it's so it's dope. It's perfect for me. I love everything about it because the waifus are great. The premise is fantastic because it's so just etchy and raunchy and just great. I, what I really like about it though, uh, is that main character like the fact that he's this I'm afraid of people but like he's a, a super nice guy he studies extremely hard like ext- harder than anybody and he like constantly studies on his own but he goes to take tests and stuff but he fails because there's people around him and he's too nervous like that's how bad his phobia of people is it's it's a very interesting premise so now these girls are going to try to fall in love with this guy who don't like people <laughs> And that's what so, I'm looking forward to the most. So I'm I'm gonna try. I'm gonna give this a try. Please but do. This reminds me of the basketball anime that came out. Now oh. I know that you don't really like uh, sports anime. True. But this um this sports anime is called Ihiro no Sora, mm-hmm. and basically it has a not a similar storyline, but it's more grounded in reality. It doesn't seem as fake as like uh. Kuriko's basketball, because Kuriko's basketball is going over the top since episode one, like dunking <laughs> on Jesus or whoever they want to dunk on. It was wow. I, was, I can't believe y'all doing this. 
But in Ahiro no Sora, um, essentially it's this new guy who comes to school who's like, uh, let's, let's find out how, exactly how tall he is real quick because he says uh, he is a specific height. Uh, I mean, if it's Japan, I'm going to guess 6'1". He is, oh no, he not. He's 150 centimeters, which means he's 59 inches, which means he's less than five feet tall. Oh, geez. He's shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Um, he's 4.9 feet, which means, yeah, he like four foot 11. Jesus. But, uh, yeah. So our, our guy is, is short and mm-hmm. he's a basketball player. And it's like, how can you play basketball and be this short? Like, it makes no sense. Um, I mean, but. <laughs> well, I mean, even the shortest basketball players like Bugsy and yeah. stuff like that were, were five five. That's you know? true. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but he comes into school and he kind of like our first episode. We see him like basically is four dudes surrounded him by by like a the river on the way to school, mm-hmm. and they bullying like him basically. Yeah, bullying him like, hey, give us everything you got, and he like, okay. I'll fight all of you one by one. And they're like, I bet they jump him uh, or they fight him one by one. He lose every fight. Oh, and uh, <laughs> Damn, I thought it was about to be, you know, he like, but, you know, he grabbed his bag. At least I got my, my, my bag, you know, mm-hmm. and they joking and all that kind of stuff. They walk off and we see this big dude walk up on him. I'm like, oh man, one of the dudes came back to beat him up some more and take his mm-hmm. bag since he just shown how much he liked his bag. And this dude walks up and he's like, um, you know, what is white, white, what's in the bag? Mm-hmm. And I hear a kind of, or Sora laughs and he says, um, he smiles at him and says, they're my wings. Mm. And we like, I'm like, clearly those are his shoes. Like, those those are his right there. Yep. He, about to, he about to dunk on everybody with them shoes on them. His like mics, you know? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, his like our, mics. Our, right. Our dude, um, basically ends up talking to to this new guy, and we find out that uh, this guy claims his name is Chiaki. He claims that he's like trained in all these different martial arts and stuff like that, and then he gets hit mm-hmm. in the head with a drone, gets knocked out, whatever. We don't even see him anymore after that. Damn. Later on, uh, our boy Sora goes to actual school, and he's super excited to be a part of the basketball team. He's like, "Oh, I'm about to be on the basketball team." Blah blah blah, all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And he meets up in the locker room and no one's there. And he's like, oh, the hell is going on? Yeah. Right. Um, as he like kind of gets ready to leave four more dudes walk in. It's uh, a tall guy with blonde hair, kind of like a greaser. But, you know, he's he's yeah. Asian. Yeah. And his his three goons. Right. Basically, uh, he gets bullied again by Jeez. this by this by this whole new group. But they didn't like beat him up. They basically said, hey, look, we don't play basketball here. Um, we are the basketball team, but we don't play basketball here. Um, because if you want to play basketball, you got to fight me or, um, you got to ask for permission first. So basically locked him in the boys locker room, um, to play basketball the whole time Mm. or, or whatever. Chiaki actually ends up being in the the locker room. Long story short, they get out of the locker room because he shows how he shows to Chiaki so hard. Like, Hey, I want to play basketball and I'll do anything to play basketball. They go to the court. He has like his tryouts, right? Right. And Momo Haru, which is the dude with the blonde hair, comes out and says, didn't I tell you, you can't play basketball here? <laughs> and, and, you know, 
Chiaki is basically telling them, like, I told you, you don't want to play basketball here. Turns out Momoharu and Chiaki are brothers. They're twin brothers oh, shit. at that. And they're like the two most badass dudes in the school. And they fight all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but dude says, look, I'll take on all five of you in basketball right now. And if I beat you, you have to let me on the basketball team. <laughs> and I'm like, hold up. My dude, that dude is 12 foot three. <laughs> see, so I'm looking at the picture right now. Is that somebody with braids? Yeah, that's he, we don't even see him yet. We don't know uh, him yet. Oh, okay. But uh, another dude is six foot five. How, you got a 12 foot three and a six foot five guy. And then the other three dudes are giants too. Like, so how are you going to beat them in basketball, my dude? You're literally four foot nine. <laughs> so they take, he takes a challenge. They take the challenge. Um, wow. But they end up. Um, Shiaki though ends up saying I'm not playing and they get like the girl who's like the best basketball player in the school or best female basketball player in the school and she's like alright I'm going to take it serious like I want him to play basketball because he's, he looks like he has passion for it but I'm not going to go easy on him mm. first play my dude get the ball he drive in on him like he's Allen Iverson just like <laughs> boom dribbling up and it's the big Momo Haru dude who thinks he's like alright I'm going to stop you he hit the back reverse come back around and cross up Momoharu and get past him. Damn. Get blow past the girl, get past the other two dudes and just drive to the hole and they kick him in the face. Jesus Christ. And they like, he like, the, the dude's like, oh, I guess you didn't score. So I guess you can't be on the basketball team. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, hold up. I'm about to fight y'all. <laughs> I'm about to fight y'all, my dude. That but, is terrible. But, you know, it ain't in there. Our dude Momoharu uh, you know, he's angry. He's a he's one of these big angry dudes. He gets salty. He's like, nah, we're gonna do best out of ten. You know, you missed that point, but we're gonna do best out of ten. Uh our dude Sora goes on a score nine points in a row on Jeez. these dudes. Uh he hit that fade away. And it was like, <laughs> Yeah, y'all not stopping me no more. You kick me in the face, it's not happening again. So what's the main the main premise? Do they establish a basketball team now and basically they're they're actually so, playing for real? So we don't one hundred percent get to really see him play basketball. Other than uh, that, we do get to see kind of like his ambition and like it's more. I think it's more of a motivational piece, right? Mm. So you you look at this as like, okay, he's not the same, right? As anyone else who's going to be on this team, you know, yeah. he has to like. They're talking about, oh, I take I take two hundred shots um, every night to make sure that my jumper is as good as possible. Well, you take two hundred shots. This dude literally has shot the ball over two thousand times. Mm. And school is closed already. And he's been sitting here shooting, you know, for hours just to make sure his shot is as good as it could possibly be because he's already at disadvantage, right? Right. Being short. Right. So, um, literally, the girl won't, won't leave because she just wanted to, she was just like trying to like humor and see how many shots this guy is going to take. So, I think that's the premise is like, you know, you can do something even if you are completely like dis- disadvantaged. Right. And, that's what I, I 100% like about it, but it's also like grounded and real, you know? So like, yeah. this is basketball. Um, basketball is my favorite sport to watch. Um, football is my favorite sport to play, but this is like, so far, I'm, I'm going to say this is going to be a really good anime. Like I'm loving how, like I'm, always, I'm always a, a sucker for the character who no matter what the, the tribulations or the issues are, yeah. he's going to like grind and work for it. Yeah, so I'm toast. super hyped for it. Well, I mean, I don't really like Naruto that much. Like Naruto, okay, but I like I like 
I like the actual. <laughs> Asta is actually the, the worst. True that. True God. that. <laughs> All right. I'm going to quickly go through another one I got for you. Or or Suki, or are you uh are you the only one who loves me? This, I'm not the only one who loves you. <laughs> this anime is great so far. So I'm gonna just do a, a, a quick little roundup. So this one is about a guy who's literally just an average student, normal student, who you know goes to school, has his childhood friend who's a who's a waifu, of course, has his best friend who's like this the athlete, and and so on and so forth. Okay. He is, he goes to school and talks to his friends or whatever. And he's, he's part of the student council. And, um, and basically he's like, he's just normal. He's just a normal dude. The student council president comes to his class and it seems like that she like kind of has a crush on him. It's, it's so like almost kind of like obvious, like that she's like, you know, let's, Let's uh let's walk to the student council room together or whatever. And like almost like she has a crush on him. But of course, he's oblivious because he's one of those characters that's just oblivious. This is type of stuff or at least at the beginning. And like when a student council president comes to their classroom, his best friend is like, OK, or his childhood friend, I should say, is like, uh, OK, why are you coming to pick up Jiro, Jiro which is the main character's name, Jiro from from class or whatever. And she's like, well, you know, we, we have student council duties to do, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward. While they're in the student council room, the president, which is probably the best waifu like of any show that we're watching right now, because her the what? way she's drawn, dude, her eyes are gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I love it. I love the way she's drawn. We might have to like art her up and put her on a shirt. But that. <laughs> but they uh they, they're in a student council room and she like nervously asks Jiro, our main character, to go out with her on Saturday. And I'm like, yo, what? Like, he, he already getting it like this? Right, episode one? But episode one. They go out, have this freaking phenomenal date. He, like, does the date almost spot, like, almost flawless, okay? <laughs> at the end of the date, they go sit down at this bench, and she starts to basically confess. She says, listen, there is somebody that I like, um, Every time I think about this person, uh, my heart beats faster. I get to see him every day, and, I, and I'm so happy I do. And it, it just makes me so happy. And oh, she in love with herself. She leans over to go give, like, to like real close to Jiro's face and say, Can you please hook me up with your best friend? Huh. Bang. Bang. So huh. he's all like, well, shit. <laughs> hey, it happens like that sometimes, bro. Don't act but, like that ain't never happened. Hey, that happens. That happens. True. But the day, like that day, he received a text message from his best friend. His best friend is another waifu. She's kind of like the childish type of waifu. She says, let's go out on Sunday since you can't go out on Saturday. He goes out with her on Sunday and everything is phenomenal again. He, he's killing his date yet again. Oh, my God. Yeah. You see where this is going. They end the date. They sit on the bench. She says, hey, I'm in love with your best friend. so this entire time this guy is like yo are you kidding me i i've been such a great guy to both my best friend and the president i've been extremely close to him and they both like my best friend so he saw it it. be like that sometimes yeah i guess oh yeah he's like like they're asking him for his help to basically hook them up 
And he straight up, he straight up tells him like later on in the episode, like, look, okay, I'm on both of y'all side. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best for the both of you to get y'all together with your best friend. That's real, right? Now, fast forward, he's on lunch. Both his best friend and the president is looking for him during lunch so they can like get some advice on what they should do about getting with his best friend. His best friend name, name they call him Sun, Sun Kun or whatever. So he, he like completely ditches both of them because he's not ready for it. Because when he tried to hook them both up, they're both like super nervous, bimbo-y bimbos. Like you just, they lose their mind around this guy. So he's like, okay, this is going to be harder than I thought. So he takes a break at the library, goes to the library, meets this other girl. This other girl, we find out, who's actually been stalking Jihiro. <laughs> She's been stalking him. She's like, okay, like I've been watching. Get, get his friend again? I was, I've been watching you. And they do the whole scene again. There is somebody I like. There is somebody I'm in love with. That person is you, Jiro. She's like, but, but, Okay. So now, mind you, this guy, this guy, Jiro's been just a normal student, great guy, like super nice. But I don't want I don't love this Jiro. I love the other one. And like, you don't. Yeah, exactly. I made that face, too. So like when she said that, he's like, oh, damn, fuck. So this if this girl has really been stalking me, then she know. Come to find out this is basically like she's holding the book when she comes up to him too, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like this he is his friend. Huh? No. Is he? Oh, no. okay. This guy is literally has, he does this personality thing. He puts on a complete facade of who he actually is. And this girl threatens to reveal that to everybody because he's really just, just an asshole that don't give a fuck about nothing. Okay. He's just like, well, fuck, I just wanted to get a girl. And I know that this is how you should act if you wanted to get the girl, like a, a innocent, sweet guy. But no, he's like this super super cool, super just assholey type of dude. And she's like, that's the one I love. And then that's where the episode ends. <laughs> and I'm on episode two is out now, but I didn't get to, I didn't have time to watch it, but I'm like, this show is about to be incredible, dude. I'm already stressed. <laughs> I know. That's I am so dude. stressed. Like, come on, man. I thought she was about to be like, look, I'm stalking <laughs> you because I want to hook up with your friend. Right. Which would have been an interesting premise, but changing this though, like, yeah, her name is the present name is Akino. They call her Cosmos. Click on her picture on my anime list and then look how look how incredible like the way she's drawn. She's she's number one waifu for sure. What's what's her name? What's the show again? Uh oof, the show is <laughs> well, You got it? Uh, hold on, hold on. It's uh I can drop the link actually. Are Definitely. you the only one who loves me? Yep. Yep. Yeah, her character looks incredibly, like, perfectly drawn. I'm like, yeah, this is, uh, we got to get her, we got to get her drawn up and put on a shirt for show. <laughs> oh, show. Not, it's Kino. Yeah, Kino. Oh, yeah. She got, like, the half cat, half human smile. Yeah, with the with the eyes that are, like, not as, as beady, right? Like, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. She's dope though, but this show that show surprised me. That's gonna probably be my sleeper alongside Assassin's Pride for sure. For sure. Um, I wanted to ask you. You watched uh, Sword Art, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Now I don't want to do a, too much of a deep dive into no. that. I just have a question. What's up? How did that first episode make you feel? Like, what did you think about that first episode? I thought it was an excellent start. 
because okay. it had me like, what the fuck is going on? And then as it went on, I start to understand what happened at the end. But I'm hoping that episode two takes us into the real world for us to figure out like what the hell is actually going on with Kitty. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want to see Asana. Um, yeah. I want Cause that was a cliffhanger I, and a half. Well, so, and also I just got to be real. Uh, I was low key disappointed. Oh, oh, we don't know how this spectrum on this. Yes, tell get to be the negative one this time. Let's go. It's just that <laughs> 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 ain't even right. All right, but no, look. Um, if I'm just being like 100 percent real, yeah, it's yeah. like I I enjoyed the episode, mm-hmm. but like I feel like they should have set us up. To understand, like, so Kirito is clearly in like a, a, a almost like a coma esque state. Like he's not himself. Like a vegetable right state, yeah. And the way I'm seeing this, and I'm only doing this because obviously I watched like the intro and stuff like that. I haven't read the manga, but it's like I skipped the intro. It's, it's stressing me out because in the intro, there's not a single sign of Kirito oh. not being regular. Oh, like he's okay. ne- he's never he's not shown shown any regular Kirito at all, and Kirito's in the intro like not almost at all. It's all about Alice and mm. Asuna and everyone else, and I'm like, that's cool, but I came here for my boy Kirito. Oh, uh, I I'm glad I didn't watch the intro. I just fast forwarded. Um, I am salty. Oof. Now. Now that's not the part that actually made me sorry because it's just the intro. The intro can be not revealing at all. So realistically, that could mean absolutely nothing. True. But what makes me salty is just the fact that like they put Kirito in this like almost vegetable state, mm-hmm. and he, I feel like he lost all this character development. And it's like mm. in my mind, it's almost like they did that to make it make the story progress. Because if Kirito is still super strong, like how do you progress the story, right? Mm-hmm. So I just hope that they, when Kirito comes back, they introduce him properly and not like. Yeah. So, so man, maybe hopefully they do that in episode two because I mean, you're right. Now that I look back on it, like you think about, you think about what's going on. Like you didn't have to put Kirito in a vet. Well, but then again, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have the drama that they're, they're trying to build up, right? But they also could have just made him be hurt, right? Like, let's say instead of Kirito being in a, in a, in a vegetable state, right? Let's say for whatever, for whatever reason, after fighting, after beating the administrator and stuff like that, mm-hmm. he couldn't even pick up his sword. Right. He just, for whatever reason, could not lift his sword. And he showed that he had all the stats that he had previously, but he just couldn't lift his sword. Like, even how Alice said, she can't lift her sword anymore, but she can lift Kirito's sword. Right. So why... It could have been that simple to where Kirito just, I can't actually fight right now. I have no ability to fight. Right. So what I'm thinking is that um, the reason why they did that is because they wanted to build up the world and the drama with Alice. Like they want her to, I guess, be pivotal in in like the redemption of all that. Because if you notice if, okay, let's say Kirito wasn't in this state at all. Okay. He was completely normal. He would be able to explain to the other integrity knights would actually go, what actually goes on. Right. So he'd be able to explain that situation. Um, 
then he'll be, it's basically just the end of the season because then you, uh, all you're doing is you're fighting against the, the dark territory because we lost, you understand we lost, what's going on. Yeah, yeah. But we lost Kirito. We lost UGO. We lost the Cardinal. You know, like, mm, I see. That's, that's kind of like how I feel. Like, mm-hmm. these are, it's almost like three major characters got it, cut out I, only to possibly come back later. And that's what I don't want. But I to be honest, I don't, I don't want to see UGO later. Yeah. I don't think, I don't even think, the reason why I think they did that is because Kirito is in the real world right now. That's exactly what though. I think. I'm, how we know? Because when he, there was no way for him to leave the machine. If you remember, he was sick. Mm, when he got mm, into the machine, he was dying. They literally, he was poisoned. And they weren't able to fix the poison and keep his mind from regressing. That's why he was in the machine in the first place. But I, and, the, and they got raided. Yeah, that's why I thought he was out of the world. But like some of them were still left behind. That's why he was still in there in that vegetable state. But like, I, yeah, I felt you, like his You could be out. 100% right, though. Yeah. Because they, they could have tried to put it in one of those robots like they did before. Yep. That's what I was thinking. Like, he's out, but he's in, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, he could be out in the real world helping Asuna. And then, like, when that's done helping them, he comes back into the game, and that's when he comes back to Kirito. Hopefully. And that could explain the intro being, like, the way it is, too. Don't do my dude Kirito dirty. I know. I know. It It. It was It was wrong, but I just loved it. I just love Alice, though. Alice mm-hmm. is great. Such a great character. And when they were in the bed, I'm like, oh, look at this. This oh. is nice. This I was nice. like, I hope Asuna pop up on that ass. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Asuna pop up <laughs> and be like, hold up. You in the bed with my man? And she pulled out her sword and rape her in the face. Yeah, rape you right in the face. Oh, man. Okay. Real quick. Let's, um, let's go into our... Uh, our Asher Lost in Space review. Oh, this ain't gonna be quick. It's gotta be good. I know. You're absolutely right. This is gonna be a longer episode, so I'm sorry ahead of time. We have to go into this Asher Lost in Space review, though. I was finally able to finish Asher Lost in Space this week. 12 episodes. The 12th episode being about 48 minutes long, along with the first episode. All right. Um, I don't... Let's not spoil it. I know. Because I don't feel like not enough people watched it, bro. You know? Sorry, the video version. He's reacting to my saying, let's not spoil it. Because he's... He, what? I know. Yeah. Ah, nah, bro. I'm here to talk about this. What you mean? Okay, let's talk about it, then. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Fuck it. Sorry. We have, we've, we've neglected talking about this for weeks now. It feel like almost a month. <laughs> because we wasn't on the same page with right. it. Because I was watching dubbed, he was watching subbed. And then it ends, and then we took a whole nother break. Because then they, they took a break. They and took then a it break. Yep. Okay. No, nah, we gotta talk about this, bro. Okay. So I guess there's gonna be Astro Lost in Space spoilers. Okay. We got to. All right, here it is. Here we go. So skip ahead to the to you hear the uh break music. Um and then that's when we were coming back with our My Hero Academia season one, the no, season four, episode one wrap up. Okay, Astro Lost in Space is the greatest 
anime of the summer. Perfect 10. Out of 10, bro. Out of 10. Now, if you don't know what Astro Lost in Space is, it's about nine students. I always get that mixed up. Nine or eight. Eight, nine, right? I think it's nine of them because the little girl was extra. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So nine students goes to space camp. Okay. They go to space camp. When they get to their space camp destination, they're then swallowed up by this orb that jettisoned them into outer space. While they're jettisoned in outer space, luckily, they were able to get on their helmets and find a ship that was parked outside of this cold, desolate, destroyed planet. Okay. Okay, we're going to talk about it a little bit later. They get to the ship. Once they get to the ship, they then figure out that some of the ship's communications were destroyed. But we figured out later that it was destroyed by somebody on the ship. So there's somebody on the ship that's trying to destroy them from reaching, like to from reaching anybody else out there that can possibly save these kids. Okay, exactly. Um, now. While they're on a ship, they come together and basically with this captain guy, um, do you remember his name? Uh, Kanata? Yeah. That's my boy, man. That's my boy. So my boy Kanata becomes the captain of this of this crew. The crew then learns that they have to survive by going, by making multiple jumps to get to their home planet. Okay. Um, they make these multiple jumps and, and go through a whole whirlwind of just drama and and chaos and just the planet's trying to kill them and oh my goodness man planet's trying to kill them to speculation amongst the ship who's the who's the traitor who has who has motive mm-hmm. they're all trying to figure out who this traitor is now in in that whole being all of these people come into their own they come into their self like they come into their own character. They learn so much about themselves, about each other, traveling through these planets and this galaxy, um, which uh, all in all takes about 146 days, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 146 days of them being together. But now, mind you, that every episode ends on the biggest cliffhanger ever. All of them. What was the (laughs) what was the first? Yeah, all of them. What was the first major cliffhanger that you remember just off the top of your head? The biggest they, one. They, the first. Oh, the first big cliffhanger. Yeah, the first big one that you just that hit. I you. mean, the first big cliffhanger to me was uh, our boy Olgar pulling the strap out. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. he was like, "Yeah, man, look, Luca, we not having this today. Uh, I might have to uh, put your muffin cap back." <laughs> so, in that cliffhanger, that cliffhanger happened because Ugar had an older brother. Okay. Ugar's older brother was actually killed because he was a reporter that did some digging that he in places where he shouldn't have. Luca, which is one of the uh, one of the students on the trip, dad is a politician. That politician is who Ugar Ogar believes who sent the kill message to basically kill Ugar's older brother. So that was that cliffhanger he's referring to. Now my first cliffhanger, my first major cliffhanger would be um, when we figure out that uh. Uh, God, why am I blanking on his name? Shars. Mm-hmm. The first one that I remember, besides, of course, the one you just mentioned, was Shars. And when we figured out that Shars wasn't actually a part of the class, 
that was the I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so is he the traitor this entire time? And come to find out that he was just transferred from he he wasn't a part of the class, but he was transferring in because he was actually living amongst the uh the only like kingdom society that was on that planet that was left on that yeah. planet. So he didn't want them to know that he was basically right. like royalty, royalty almost. Yeah. Now I would say the next cliffhanger after that, bro, would probably be um when they got stranded on the planet. Oof. They, they thought they were stuck because they took all that damage. Mm-hmm. And we find, and I think it was those two episodes consecutively, right? Because that episode where they find the the, the lady, Paulina, right? Paulina, they find Paulina, and then after that, the next episode, they're like, "Well, we think that Quitteri and Funicia might actually be siblings," and they do the DNA scan, and I'm like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Like mm-hmm. they're definitely siblings. Like if you look at them, they are like spitting images of each other. Yep. And that whole reveal in the next episode was like. No, they're not just siblings. You're right. <laughs> You're more than right is the thing. You are mm-hmm. so much more than right. They were clones of each other. Like essentially they're just clones of one at one person, right? Yep. Yep. And that reveals basically that the entire troop. Yep. All nine students were all descendants, not descendants of people, but they were just clones. They were clones of their original selves. Now, okay. Rewind backwards, okay? You remember when the parents were talking, and I said this in a previous episode of Mike Check Waifu Waifu, the parents were in a meeting talking with each other like, hey, listen, we need to just declare them dead because like, it's been, I think it was like 60 days or something like that, 90 days or something like that at this point. We need to just declare them dead, unfortunately, because like we can't keep losing resources to try to find these kids who's been gone for this long. You remember in that episode that I, I saw that I said, you know, what's dope about these English voice actors is that they voice act their parents. You remember I said that mm-hmm. when I said that, I'm like, when I figured out that these people were all clones, I'm like, well, f- yeah, fun, 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 Funimation did a fantastic job of fooling me because, well, they actually are the same person. You know, and that scene makes so much more sense now because yes. now that you look back at that scene, they all knew yeah. that they were clones. Yep. Every single one of them knew that. The Except for, like, well, they all knew. Even they, they all knew. Harry's mom <laughs> knew. Yeah. They all knew. <laughs> now, um, I would say this this part that had me in the most awe, though, mm-hmm. had to be when, because, like, literally, we know the show is called Ash Lost in Space, right? Mm-hmm. We know the ship's name is Astra. Mm-hmm. But then when Paulina's like, where are you guys from? And they're like, oh, no, that is not. That's not how it happened. That's not oh, well, how it yeah, happened. She's like, what do you mean? We're not. Go- where's Earth? And it's like, because, OK, let me, let me, let me, we're heading to Astra. Let me, yeah, let me remind you. OK, this is this is also fucking blew my mind. I, t- I text tell instantly the moment I finish this episode. So they they finally can see their their planet they can see their planet they're looking out from the ship at their planet they're like we just have one more trip we just have one more trip and we're going to be home she's paulina who you know was somebody that they found on the planet that they crash land on woke up from being in the chamber from quote unquote 12 years for 12 years quote unquote <laughs> looks out and says wait the continents look extremely different 
What? Yeah. What? Wow. It doesn't look like the same earth. The students then look back at her and say, what's earth? And that's when it ends. Oh my God. (laughs) Like I remember, I remember. All right. So Connor and I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) What you mean? What is earth? My dude, like literally, what are we sitting here struggling for? What you were this whole time, this entire time. I'm Mm -hmm. like, they gonna make it back to earth, blah, blah, blah. No, they're not going to Earth. They're going to Astra. They're going to Astra, bro. That's Where their in the plan. fucking universe is Astra? <laughs> <laughs> and then that episode after that was fantastic because what it does is it basically has Paulina, who's from Earth, and the students basically combine their history together. So they then plug some holes, but not all of them. And this is where we're like, wait, so you're... Yeah. Astra, there's only one reason quote. they couldn't plug all the holes, I and mean, that's basically you know, one of the few episodes left. Exactly. So once once they plug all the holes, they they tell talk about the history, and they say, well, you know, Astra was established in 1963, and blah 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 blah. Pauline was like, wait, what? No, 1963. That doesn't make any sense. And then uh, later on in a few more episodes, that's where it gets huge. Like it gets big, bro. Yeah, it gets so- major. We talk about like what we talk about when we find out Shars mm-hmm. is the actual uh, the saboteur traitor. Yep, carrying around a black hole in his pocket or a warp hole in his pocket. Yep, and uh, he causes our our main man Kanata to lose his arm. Mm-hmm. Captain, and I, I'm sorry, man. I love Kanata. Kanata's great. All of these characters, in my personal opinion had great motives, had fucking great development. Like, Beautiful hearts. They were just great people, man. Like, there's I, nobody I hated. I feel like even even Sharks, right? Because I felt like Sharks was the most mysterious the entire time. 100%. I agree. But like he didn't feel like we didn't know enough about him. Right. And it was like... Because they developed him so well. Like, they, oh, they developed him so well. Okay, so I'm but only- let's, let's talk about that plan they devised, though, because Kanata went up to Ogar, no, went up to Shars, like, look, we know who the traitor is, okay? This is before they knew, this is before we knew that, they knew that Shars was a traitor. They went up I, to Shars and said, he, okay, we know who the traitor is, this is the plan. He went up to Shars and, um... Uh, the, uh, Zach. Yeah, Shars and Zach, he walked up to both of them. Yeah, and said, okay, we, this is the plan. Ugar is the traitor, okay? We need to get him in an isolated area because that's the best time for, for we expect him to use the uh, the tunnel. I tampered with Ugar's gun because Ugar was the only one that was basically capable of shooting a weapon. I tampered with his gun so when he shoots, it's not going to fire and then we can tackle him and get the warp tunnel from him because we know he's the one that has it. They execute this plan. They go well, into the well, tunnel. I just wanted to say though, yeah. real quick. As soon as he said that to Shars and um, Zach, I was like, "Definitely, Ugar's not the traitor." And it was, I it thought was because Ugar was of, a fucking traitor that that time when they said, that. "I'm like, wait, no, it can't be. It can't be him." Yeah, because they, I, I just fooled me. To me, Ugar was too obvious to be the traitor, right? Mm. So, like, and that's just me being like super, like, 
paranoid. Like, there's no way Ugar is a traitor. But as soon as they, as soon as he explained it to them, right, I was like, it has to be either Sharsh or Zach because he didn't want to talk to either one of them by himself, right? That's true. You wouldn't want to talk to the traitor by yourself mm-hmm. because that would give the traitor motive to take you out. Even if you said, hey, I'm going to take this person out and, and to lie to the traitor face to face one on one. Yeah. It was I, thought, I, I knew either Sharsh or, or Zach was a traitor. Like I, I fell for the whole Ugar thing only because the way they cleared Zach's name in that or in the earlier episodes, like they cleared him up. I'm like, damn, okay, so it, it probably ain't him. He's just some loyal brat who had a crush on, you know, his, I guess, sister or daughter. End up being after we figure out the whole clone thing, but <laughs> that's beside the point. So they execute the plan. This is when it ends on another cliffhanger because we then see that this plan was executed to actually trap Sharks. Ugar was a part of the plan the entire time. But not only that, our fucking captain told the entire crew. So the crew was all in on it. So they wanted to come witness it with their own two eyes. And that's when they witnessed him pull out the shit. And then that's when this this beef, this this fight ensues basically of them, of Astra crew basically trying to convince Sharks like, look, dude, we've been doing this for 120 some days. Like we're a family. You mm-hmm. cannot, no matter what you say, this is going to change that. And that literally touched me because I'm like, fuck, man, this is real. They all real. Like when Sharks was like losing his fucking shit because of these people who were so all about him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. Because he wasn't used to that. He was used to being yep. like, put hey, aside, just cast it away. Yep. You know, I'm just going to take your body. Yep. When, when we come of age, I'm just you're just here to be a vessel, you know. Yeah, he was the so only like, one that knew he was a clone. Yeah. Um. So, since we haven't really had a chance to talk about it, and this is now the perfect time to talk about it, that ending episode, Fire, that 47 bro. minutes, Fireman. <sighs> Man, what a way to close out a series, bro! It made me sad because I know it's not going to be anymore. Yeah, it's not. And, the manga was so long that it made me think that there's no way there couldn't be an extra ending. And they skipped. They just skipped right to it, didn't they? They didn't. They condensed it all into that 47 minutes and it, it fit perfectly, dude. Well, yeah. I had to go back and read the manga just to make sure they ain't missed nothing. And they did not miss a damn thing. Dope, dude. Dope. What a wrap on a beautiful series. The ending episode is basically them making it home. When they make it home, they then report their clones. The clones get taken away to jail because it is illegal in Asher to do any cloning or any anything of the sort. Then these people live their lives and they grow up. When they grow up, they grow up into these awesome adults. Like if you follow me on Twitter at Polo Born Fly, I tweeted some of the photos from from that episode. Oh, they were just beautiful, man. Everything about yeah. it was beautiful. Except for Fenucia looks like Quateri now. They're like she's like living oh, the same yeah. age. Yep. She's like seventeen or eighteen now. The age that they uh left. Which and was she, it, she, she with your boy Ugar. <laughs> yeah. She she's like, I love it, dude. And then Paulina was looking like a pure snack. I'm like, oh, this is just great. This is just it it was a beautiful wrap up to the show. The ending was perfect. Let's um let's get into some uh our new rating system we got. Where do we start? It's a 10. <laughs> Where do we let's let's do the rating. Let's do the rating sister rating system properly. All right. Uh, what do you want to start with? You want to start with pacing? Whatever's first. All right. 
the pacing of the anime. Perfect 10. I mean, from episode one being 44 minutes long and establishing that world to the ending episode being 48 minutes long and ending the the cliffhangers up to the cliffhangers was like it wasn't even cliffhangers that make you mad. It just made you anticipate the next episode that much more. And then the cliffhangers. Yeah. None of the cliffhangers were cliffhangers that you were not not excited about. They were tasteful. Yes, that's that's what I was looking for. Tasteful. Ten. The story. Oh my God. <laughs> we just <laughs> talked about the story. As you heard, 10. 10. <laughs> Done. No, no need to even explain it. 10. Yep. Uh, animation. Oh my God, dude. Okay, so first off, this this show was shot in letterbox. Beautiful. Every episode looked like a movie. Gorgeous. Gorgeous animation. Um I mean, from the action scenes, the, the 3D, the actual yes, like drawn out scenes, yes. all of it was perfect. Like even if you look at like the the warp hole, mm-hmm. it itself was a 3D figure mm-hmm. that was literally drawing light into it, that was in its own plane on this drawn, with no sacrifice to the character art or it made it sound when it art. was drawing things in. You could hear from the left what it was pulling to the left, and on the right it was pulling from the right. You would yep. hear it shift. 10. 10. Easy. I'm sorry. That was animation. Sound design. 10. <laughs> the ship taking off, the ship crashing, everything from the warp hole the, sounds. The plants bursting out the ground to eat you. Oh my God. Yes, dude. Oh, 10. I can't even look at the screen. 10. I don't even. <laughs> 10. It's the characters. Ten. <laughs> we just talked about. We just gave all of our reasons why those characters. Every last one of those characters was a main character. They none of them fell to the background. Like all of them were just the forefront. Even the the quote unquote villains, which is the originals, they were phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, Funimation is with the dub. Check out the dubbed and the subbed. Whatever you prefer. I don't. I don't care. Okay, I don't I don't do that. I don't judge you for what liking dubbed or I don't judge you for liking sub. Watch li- listen to the dub and just listen to how these characters fit each and every one of these characters. It's perfect, man. It's phenomenal. The, my biggest thing for the characters is that like they left no loose ends with no. these characters. Nope. None. The characters we didn't know about, characters we didn't care about. Yep. Uh, old guard becoming a reporter. Yep. You know, Quitsery, you know, Becoming a fashion model, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Kanata writing a book, you know, all these people. There's no, there's no loose ends with any of these characters. Yep. Um, oh, don't forget, Kanata went back into space as well, too. But not just Kanata. Kanata, Zach, and Sharks and left Shars. his kingdom. Yep. You know, you uh, and as a singer, you know, there's no loose ends with these characters. You yep. know, it's just we even had uh, Luca coming into himself and like, oh yeah. I'm fully embracing my woman side and my man side. Yep. I'm just me. I'm just Luca. This whole show was a fucking 10 characters. 10. That's it. Is that all yeah. of our ratings? Yeah. All right. Let's do the math real quick. Okay. 10. The fucking Divided. show is a 10 listeners. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Uh, that's ridiculous. dude. I like 
When we watched this, we was not expecting this to be this no, that good. No, bro. We gave it not even a chance in hell when we reviewed it. It was like, uh, it's uh, lost in space. Why do I even care? And, uh, you know, I was looking at um, the annualist ratings, and at, it was the highest it rated was number six um, of the summer, which in my, number in my opinion is yeah, which isn't isn't bad to That's me. That's great. It's, it's highest rated um, number six of the summer for 2019. Um, well, oh and, god, but the stuff ahead of it though. Yeah, like Vinland Saga. I wish, I from what I've seen, you. that first episode was fire. Sinful Gear, number two of the summer, fire. Um, I didn't watch Given. Doctor Stone. I don't think Doctor Stone is in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely not. Better than Nash Lost in Space. Yeah, not, I, not even close. <sighs> It's no way. Not even close. I just think Astronauts in Space didn't get enough, like... Love. You know how you got those clout chasers? Yes. I low-key wish Astronauts in Space was a clout chaser. Yes, bro. I wish... Uh, I wish, I wish they, Astronauts in Space is out here, like, stealing on people to get attention. I wish it was just, like... I wish it was brought coming to Toonami or something. Because when the show's coming into Toonami, to, to, to you can tell because Crunchyroll and Funimation tweets about it constantly... Constantly, Doctor Stone gets constantly tweeted about, dude. Constantly, man. We gonna have to do like a a year later review. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just watch it over. Hundred percent. This is actually lost in space. Hold up in twenty twenty. Yeah, right. I'm I'm pretty sure it fucking does. <laughs> Straight up, dude. Straight up. <laughs> I'm almost ten out of. I'm like five tens out of ten. Sure. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, it's this is our very first. Masterpiece rating of any anime. Can't recommend it enough. If you haven't watched it, I'm so sorry for spoiling all of it. That's why I feel so bad because if you haven't watched it and you planned on watching it, like you're going to be so sorry because you know everything. Ugh. And the best thing about that show is knowing nothing. Well, I mean, you gave you gave a heads up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Let's uh, let's take a quick break and then we're gonna go right into our uh my hero academia recap which is going to be our new recap show because last was demon slayer now it's my hero so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back
and welcome back to my check waifu waifu episode 18 this is the part where we recap a show for you the second half of the show and this is going to all be about um my hero academia aka way better than demon slayer um show way better than what way better than demon slayer i said it i need I explanations yes Tell me why you're gonna get one right now okay so for one already the dub trailer of demon slayer fucking completely ruined the show okay all right we that, can't we can't nope, base nope, it off of mm, that dub. i 100 can because listen both the subbed and the dubbed of my hero fire okay just fire we played it at the beginning of the show. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. You you can't like all the characters are good from from Bakugo to to just it's all fantastic. Okay, that's that's one. Two. Okay, the characters are so much more likable. What character don't you like in My Hero? I mean, you don't, you don't like even the know the character yet. You don't oh, even know okay. the character yet. Okay, well. Is like, it a, it's a manga. It's so. a hero. Nah, ain't a, it's it. The characters I don't like, I, I dislike for the right reasons. Yeah, because they're villains. Yeah, and that's that's my point. Okay, I as a person hate fucking Z- Zenitsu. He's a hero. I don't like. I don't even know who else. I mean, I guess it's not really that many characters in uh in Demon Slayer. Yeah, it's not really that many characters in Demon Slayer, but. I mean, for you to have a main character that's just so dislikable, I mean, unless you're Tell, Tell, you like him, but it's a goon. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just not good. I don't get the same feeling I get watching Demon Slayer I do from My Hero. I, I said this Sorry. earlier. Well, I was about to say this. My Hero has scenes, has fucking just a small, small speeches that, that puts in a little bit of, little bit of you say run in it. It gives me fucking chills, bro. It gives me chills. All right. So here's here's my my outlook, right? This first episode, in my opinion, was a disappointment. What the fuck is wrong with you, bro? And <laughs> and what? You got you got to hear me out first. Okay, you're right. It's a disappointment because none of this happened in the month. This whole first episode did not happen in the manga at all. And I'm just like... That's even better. What the fuck did this come from? They canonized, they made it canon that uh, the movie, so that All Might actually met with his friend and he helped him become a hero or whatever. Which, I'm okay with that. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the sidekick. Yeah, but Former also the, the camera guy, that never happened in the manga. But... That's that was the only thing that was disappointing about it. I was like, I was so hyped. I'm like, let's go. We about to do this, right? Okay. But if we if you actually look at the episode, to mm-hmm. me, it actually wasn't a disappointment because the episode itself was really good. Like, like if you never watched My Hero before, you can start right here. Boom. That's you can that's, start right mm, here. That's exactly and, what I was about to say to you. It wasn't in the manga because it's it's different. Like you you yeah. can't jump into a show like My Hero just from where it, where it was. You have to it, have that roundup. It starts off with the United States of Smash. United States of Smash. It gives you backstory so, on the actual movie that you haven't seen. Um yeah. it 
it leads you into what's happening, what's like about to happen, mm-hmm. and then introduces all the characters all over again. Mm-hmm. So as an opening introduction episode, it was actually really good. And it was actually super cool because what made this episode actually like kind of like eye opening for me was that we got to see that All Might is the number one hero or mm-hmm. was number one hero. And he was a symbol of peace. And this was like what I've been telling people. This is the season where if you didn't like Deku, you're going to love Deku now because this is where All Might has no choice but to hand it off. Yep. Yep. And they did that in this first episode. So well. there, there was a semblance of it. There was the guys like all might say my family when I was a kid. And now he's saying, I'm going to take a picture saying I meant the symbol of peace or about the symbol of peace when he was a, a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, boom, in the first episode, let me show you why, you know, this is the beginning. And that was just, I don't know, man, it was a disappointment to me because that's not what I was expecting. I was like, I was like, my blood, my blood was boiling. I was hyped. And that's but, why, that's why yeah. doing this little review with you is going to be a tough one because you know shit. And when you know shit, you get either disappointed, like, like super disappointed or you get super hyped up and it, you, it turns into disappointment because of what your mind thought. And the manga was obviously great, might not be as great. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm going to say the disappointment to me wasn't as bad because I enjoyed this episode wholeheartedly. Yeah. I was just, I was ready. And and that's, that's what makes this so hard for me. This is the only thing that's really going to make it hard. Not the disappointment or anything like that, because I'm not easy to disappoint. I'm not easy for any of that. Mm-hmm. What, what What's going to be hard for me is the, the solid fact that this season is so fucking good. See, you got to stay away from that. You got to stop that, man. You got to stop for not only my sake, but for the listener's sake, bro. Not everybody reads the manga. And I'm not going to give any spoilers. Of course. But you can't just keep, you can't keep, you know, Come blue balling people. Episode. <laughs> Come blue back for next people. week's episode as we talk about uh, My Hero Academia because, boy. <laughs> Till going to keep blue balling us on, on this season. Non-stop. I'm not blue balling y'all. I'm literally just telling you, like, just be ready. It's yeah, no, I yeah, I hear you. Deku ain't gonna cry, but you will. (laughs) See, that that gets me less excited when you do stuff like that, man. I'm sorry. I'm just like I get disappointed. You're not gonna see it coming, so don't don't worry about it. Well, now I am because I know something's coming. You you think that? All right, cool. All right. When it happened, let me know. I'm gonna be like, uh. Well, you uh-huh. well, you gonna have to know uh-huh. because you're gonna be right here. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you, you said you were gonna see it coming, but you didn't. I, it, I I'm not gonna say nothing else. It's good. It's too good. Um, I mean, definitely, I would agree that, in my opinion, My Hero Academia is better than Demon Slayer. 100. percent But I also haven't read Demon Slayer's manga, so I don't know where that story progresses. I just know a little bit about Demon Slayer's manga because I read some of it, not all of it. It's a, uh, I mean, Demon Slayer is still, don't get me wrong. I am not belittling Demon Slayer in the slightest. Like it's a fantastic show. Like it's, it's good, but my heroes definitely better. And I say that because of that Twitter poll that was brought out with the 15,000 people on anime Twitter voting that Demon Slayer was the number one anime, number one anime of all, all time. time. No, bro. No, Astro Lost in Space. Trounces that dude, easy, a hundred percent. Like 
If you're not just a, a shonen if Naruto you, bleach, if you only watch action anime, it's, it's nope. still not number one. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, anime Twitter is just full of people who um who watches the bleaches, the Naruto's, the One Pieces, the One Punch Man is probably the the deepest they go into anime. You know what I'm saying? Dragon Ball Z, like no, it, it's much more to anime than that. Like so much more, and I feel like that's what this podcast does a good job of doing. It's bringing that out to the open, you know. Yes, bringing out the the anime that's not mainstream, quote unquote, that people like to use, and just talking about everything. I one hundred percent agree. <laughs> but my hero was great. Well, what you think about this, like rating wise? Oh, this first episode, or do we want to say that for the end? I, I mean, no, I'll give this episode a rating. I don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Um, like I said, I think this first episode was really good. So I'm actually going to give it just overall an eight because I just think that it wasn't what I expected. Mm-hmm. But for anyone coming into my hero, that's damn, that's a good first episode. Like, there's not the action that you're going to expect, but it's going to give you a good idea, synopsis of everything you missed. Yep. And then the next episode leads you into everything else. So fire. It gives you everything you miss so well too. Like it does it via story. Like it doesn't just have, it has the beginning. Like we played at the beginning of this episode of the podcast It has that mm-hmm. little piece of it, but that explains the world. Okay. You have the actual episode using its story to explain what's going on in the, uh, in the actual relevance of our students. And that was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful because I knew exactly what they were doing. The minute I saw the episode and the minute I saw the way it was laid out, it was essentially a filler episode without being a filler episode. I fucking yeah. hate filler episodes for specifically going back in time. They told this in, as a part of the story and it worked out so well. Like, yeah, because that's so in the manga, they do talk about boom, they're in the dorms and that that is a whole scene, like a whole like chapter to itself. But they didn't introduce this character with the camera quirk. Yeah, I mean, it's the camera quirk was a great TV. way to expedite through that mm-hmm. without without going into two episodes of that. You know, yeah, exactly. So they gave you that whole thing plus the backstory, right? Which, I'm, I'm gonna give it an eight. Which which you rating it? I'm giving it a nine for sure because it's again, it's not for the sake of me. Like, because again, I'm looking at this from a perspective of everybody, of a more broad audience. They are like, people are going to love this. People that, that haven't seen My Hero and the people that have is going to, or not read the manga, of course, is going to enjoy that because it's, because how long since it's been? It's been about a year and a half. Yeah. I mean, no, it's been a, a year. Okay, um, just a flat it, year. It ended, I think it ended like late November last year. Okay. But, but like I said, I've read the manga. I enjoyed this episode. Yeah. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. This it's, episode was a good episode. It was great. It was 100% worth watching. It was it's phenomenal. So much hype. So it was phenomenal. I can't wait. I can't wait just to figure out what this season gives. We're going to hope that Tell doesn't doesn't slip up and spoil something for somebody. I never will. <laughs> I, I never know. do. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. But I think that's a great time to wrap. Yeah. I agree, brother. That's a great time to wrap. This episode... Episode 18, probably my new favorite episode. <laughs> I say that every week. But my new favorite episode of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Listen, check out the summer anime. If you need a list of this stuff, tweet us on Twitter. I'm at Polo Born Fly. 
I'm at King Teliano. Ask us any questions you may have right into the show. Mike check waifu.com slash contact. If you wanted to be a part of the show, come through. We would awesome. love to hear from you. Check out that Teespring. Ooh, that Teespring store. The link of that will be in the show notes. Just click on the info of the show on your podcast app of service of choice. I said that all wrong, but <laughs> and check out the shop. We're going to have some, some dope stuff in there for y'all. But with that, we out. Peace. Peace. Mic check. One, two, one, two. My sweet waifu. Is that you?